Hello, fellow lupus spirits, and welcome to Lupus Life. I'm Corey Hollingsworth, and I am a spiritual advisor and meditation facilitator who lives with and manages systemic lupus erythematosus, also known as lupus. The purpose of this podcast is to offer simple and easy ways to manage the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of lupus. For those of you who listen, I did take a couple of weeks off due to, well, you guessed it, lupus. And I also was still recovering a bit from having COVID-19. So there was not last weekend, but the weekend before I was, um, I guess, a little bit overexerted. So I needed to just not subject you to a fatigued person, even though I have performed with a lupus flare and with COVID. But for some reason, two weeks ago that weekend, I was just, I was wiped. So today's topic is finding your happy place. And when I say happy place, I mean an actual physical place. Like, don't just have an imagination. I know that for many of us, when someone says, go to your happy place, it's this mental picture of a place. For some of us, that happy place is an actual physical place on the planet. And that is what I'm encouraging you to visit, whether it's a park nearby or a a family members on the other side of the country, whatever, wherever your happy place is, if you have the means and the resources and the ability and the time, energy, all of those lovely factors that create blocks for us to actually go anywhere, if all of those are taken care of, I highly encourage you to visit your physical happy place. And for me, I spent four days this past week in Mount Shasta, California. And I haven't been there for a few years due to COVID. And then I didn't, I don't think I went the year before in 2019 either. So I think it's been since about 2018 since I visited Mount Shasta, California. And for those of you who are not familiar with Mount Shasta, it is a very magical, peaceful, beautiful, nature driven place. It is in my mind, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And living in the Central Valley of California, the temperatures are over 100 degrees here. It is the end of June and it's normal for us to have these really sweltering temperatures. I guess not sweltering compared to other places in the country that have 115 degree weather. But for us in the Central Valley, anything over 100, we start to complain. So I was very blessed that I had the resources and the time and the energy to visit Mount Shasta that never got above 91 degrees. So I was very pleasantly happy about that. And I just have a few a few tips for this process of actually taking a, in my case, a road trip. So Mount Shasta is about three hours from where I live and it's Fortunately, a very straight drive up Interstate 5. There are only a few little curves in the freeway once you hit the foothills surrounding Mount Shasta, but for the most part, it's a straight line. And 
so my point in mentioning this is you want to make sure that when you plan a road trip I'm going to focus on road trip just because I have I do fly as well I love flying so I have a different podcast for flying so this one let's just focus on road trip and Fortunately, a lot of the tips I have for a road trip are very similar to what I will cover during a future flight trip in that those of us who live with a chronic illness like lupus need to make sure that we prepare and that we are prepared. So I made sure that I rested prior to taking this trip. I intentionally took that weekend, which would have been last weekend, When I didn't do a podcast, I took that weekend off completely. I didn't overexert. I barely watered my plants. I I mean, I really tried to take it easy. I binge watched a few things. I really tried to maintain a sense of just calm so that I wouldn't be stressed. And I didn't have anything that was going to set me off to create a flare. So Definitely rest prior to taking a trip, whether it's a road trip or you're flying or you're going on a cruise. I don't know. Whatever whatever modality you're using to travel, definitely take a few days prior to your trip to really rest, to concentrate on being very calm. I'm someone who packs three to four days before a trip, mostly because I tend to repack two days before the trip. And then I make sure that I have everything the day before the trip. I'm just one of those people who has to pack way before I actually need to. And part of that is actually a stress release for me because I don't want to forget anything. And so I recommend packing at least three or four days prior to your trip. And that means clothing, toiletries, medications, everything. Just make sure you have everything ready to go three to four days prior to your trip. Just because for me, it really releases some of the stress of not being rushed. Those of us who need to avoid stress also need to avoid the feeling of being rushed. We don't wanna feel like, oh my gosh, I have to pack you know, the day before our trip. And and that's stressful. And that can, in fact, instigate a flare. So make sure you pack three to four days before your trip. And that way, the, the two days or so prior to your trip, you're able to just relax and chill out so that you're not stressing out about last minute items. Another thing that you want to make sure you have is your medications. Now, on this particular trip, I only took the week-long medication uh, pill organizer that I use on a daily basis. I did not take all the bottles of medication with me. I only took my pill organizer. And since I left on Monday and came back Thursday, I still had medication for Friday, Saturday, when the pill organizer ends. So you wanna make sure you pack your medications. And on this road trip, I just kept them in my my suitcase. So that's different than when you're traveling on an airplane. On an airplane, I usually take my pill organizer and all the bottles. So road trip, 
just put it in your suitcase or your travel bag, whatever you're using, and then airplane. It's best if you just take the bottles with you because it's a bit cumbersome, but TSA prefers it that way. So uh, once again, I'll do a whole another podcast about traveling on an airplane. Not too different, but there are some little things like I just mentioned with medication that are a little bit different. You want to make sure that when you're traveling, you maintain your regular sleep bedtime as much as possible. I am someone who needs sleep and I've always needed sleep. I'm a good sleeper. I sleep hard. I am very, very grouchy if I don't get my sleep. And for those of us who live with lupus and other chronic illnesses, sleep is an imperative to pain management flare prevention and just medication regulation because you want your medications to kind of be taken at the same time every day roughly and so make sure that when you're traveling you also maintain your bedtime as much as possible so when i was in mount shasta i made sure that i was back at my hotel at six or seven in the evening and that i was you know, waking up at my normal 6.15, 6.30 time frame. I didn't deviate from that at all, actually. I think there was only one night I stayed up until 10 o'clock, and that was because I got stuck watching old episodes of Friends, which I don't usually do, but hey, what the heck. So one of the things that I also encouraged myself and others to do when we're traveling is know the nearest emergency room. I know this sounds ridiculous a little bit, but it's very practical because even if you don't have an emergency situation, it's a good idea to know your, excuse me, your nearest place in case something happens. Uh, There aren't too many in my experience, there aren't too many like regular physicians that'll just take you in. So if something does happen, it's best to know where the emergency room is located, wherever you are. And for me, that's just a good stress release because I, I just know that if something does happen, I am not stranded and with no medical care. Fortunately, I haven't had to use emergency related to lupus. I have other things in the past where I've busted my knee and things like that, but not related to lupus. Also, I was outdoors a lot. So I am someone who dresses like a vampire year round anyway, another podcast, dressing like a vampire. So I made sure I packed my sunscreen. I always have my hat, long sleeves. I I wear, I wore capri pants and that was fine. But we want to make sure that we're taking care of our skin when we travel. It is the largest organ, and it also tends to be the one that most of us have symptoms of lupus. So we want to make sure that we have our sunscreen and our vampire gear, as I call it. I also was very fortunate. I was on major interstate. I was on Interstate 5, and I am someone who has the bladder of a child so I need to rest and stop and even though it was only a three-hour trip I stopped twice on the way up and once on the way back so make sure you have there are rest stops 
or you know gas stations things like that i have yet to travel a road trip that does not have frequent frequent rest stops so maybe that'll be another podcast but i was very fortunate that i was able to have rest stops where my child-sized bladder could have some relief i do know that most major roads have gas stations and fast food places things like that so you do want to make sure that you stop whenever you need to it's very important to rest especially if you're the driver if i'd have been the passenger i probably wouldn't have needed to stop as frequently but then again my bladder would have told me otherwise so never mind I disregard that. I definitely would have still needed to stop even if I were the passenger. But you definitely want to make sure that if your body says, hey, I'm starting to feel anything other than normal, you that you take frequent stops and you rest, even if you just pull off to the side and just get out of the car and stretch for a minute if you can. Because our joints do not like sustained sitting, at least mine don't. So you make sure that even if you don't have a child bladder like I do, you're stopping enough to stretch, especially if it's a longer trip. My trip was only three hours each way, so not too bad, but even if my bladder hadn't been the reason for this, my rest, I would have still needed to stop at least once to stretch out. So I think that the main reason we need to find our happy place is to get us out of our routine. And I know that for me, finding peace is an imperative to sustaining my life and managing my symptoms and managing lupus. It's very important to find your happy place, even if it's somewhere nearby. I also live next to a river. That's another happy place for me. I can walk a block from my house and be at another happy place. In this particular case, I really needed to get out of my home, out of my the city I live in, out, out of the main routine that I have on a daily basis. So as unsettling as it is to get out of our routine it's also very important to do so every once in a while because as you know living with lupus kind of sucks and my apologies if that language bothers you i do acknowledge that we have a routine that we need to follow we have certain things that we need to do when we live with a chronic illness that keep us stable and routine is part of that stability. So keep in mind that it's also important to get out of that routine because that routine, at least for me, can be very draining. So, you know, going to doctor's appointments, getting blood taken out, going to work, resting, making sure you get mobility, all these things on a daily basis can be very cumbersome and can actually create more stress. So for me, I needed to get out of my routine because it was actually causing stress, despite the fact that routine on a normal day-to-day -day basis is what we need to manage our chronic illness. So find your happy place. And if you have the resources and the time and the energy to go somewhere, even if it's 
three blocks from your house, do it because we need to get out of our routine every once in a while. It's very important. I highly encourage you to find your happy place. I would like to thank you for joining me today. And as a reminder, I have two books on Amazon. The first one is Little Lupus Spirit Book. And the second one is Reconnect With Your True Self. And they can both be found on Amazon. I can be reached on my website, coreyhollingsworth.wixsite.com. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Have a beautiful day and have a beautiful week.